And we're back at New York Comic Con 2017. I'm Ben Morse, Editorial Director of Digital Media for Marvel, and I've got by my side... Editor, Eric Goldman. I made a dramatic pause there. Too dramatic. Very dramatic. That was great. That's really uh, amping up the drama here. And we've got with us Brandon Montclair, the writer of Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Brandon, how are you doing today? I'm doing great. Thanks for having me. Cool, man. So... Big stuff going on in Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Big, traumatic changes. Um, the the dream team being split up a little bit there. What uh what caused you to say a good plot point would be to get Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur separate from one another? To make uh, someone told me the new Marvel intern cried when she read oh, it. That yeah. was that was the entirety of the intent to yeah. get new Marvel intern to cry and hopefully some other people. No, I you know it was such an important part of uh, Lunella growing up was meeting uh, Devil Dinosaur. She's the smartest person in the. Marvel Universe, but she has a lot to learn, and she learns it most uh, most of it from a dinosaur that doesn't have a lot of brain capacity, right? But then, so splitting them up, it's kind of her going off on her own, but it's also breaking up the team. It's also a bit of a of drama, uh, in, in, and in her point of view, putting him back where he belongs because uh, she didn't mean to transport him to modern times, and maybe he didn't belong there. So she feels that she's doing the right thing by by sending him back at the end of the most recent issue. Uh, it sounds funny to say it doesn't make you feel good to know you make people cry, but because this is like you know an outlandish title and something that can be like oh is you know are people going to connect to that? Does it feel great knowing that okay that people have completely connected with this and these characters at this point? Yeah, hundred percent. I said not to be a, not to be a, a sadist, but um, <laughs> no, I mean that people are invested is great, yeah. and that people are invested in the character. Uh, you know, it's 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 a crazy world, and Marvel's got a, a billion characters, right? But to take Devil Dinosaur and to add the new character. A moon girl to it and for people to kind of accept it and then uh, see it grow over the last couple of years to get them where they really care about everything that happens has been that's what you make comics for sometimes you want to make them laugh sometimes you want to make them cry you definitely want them to care so speaking of caring and making them cry the uh <laughs> the arc you guys are coming out of the girl moon arc uh with illa and ego just to me brilliant heart-wrenching oh. stuff that really uh really had me going i'm a new dad so oh, it was yeah. uh it was uh kind of got me going on that how did you come up with the concept of giving ego a daughter and and rolling with that um i, I i'm not 100 percent sure that the original concept if i'm giving credit where it's supposed to be but mm. i think it was edi- uh, our editor chris robinson uh-huh. who came up with the idea um, I think it was the first. The issue was going to come out, or we had an issue in the arc that was going to come out the same time as um, Guardians of the Galaxy. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So, oh, wouldn't it be cool? It's Moon Girl. He's Ego, the Living Planet. You should do something with him, and that would just be a one shot. And it was going to fit into uh, a different arc as just kind of a, a standalone one shot adventure. Mm-hmm. And then how? It beca- and I think it might have been Chris that said, "Oh, we were talking about it," and uh, it was. Uh, I think yeah, it just kind of just was developed the in that way and. Girl Moon, Moon Girl, do about reversals and, and switching things around. There's a cool issue where she meets the opposite of herself. She yes. meets Devil Girl, right? And Moon Dinosaur uh, was good stuff. But yeah, it was just a simple thing of saying, hey, wouldn't it be cool to do a thing with Ego? Because I think that's a great character. We always, I always at least try to kind of connect her to Kirby without making it too heavy-handed. And um, yeah, and it just came about that way. And then you know, she's uh, kind of has no relationship with her parents, really. That's something that's always strained. And in the background, uh, I thought it would be kind of cool to, to play off of that with her trying to repair this uh, uh, relationship between literally two planets, right? That uh, that, uh, that that don't get along, that don't get along, right? Or or, or, or in a division. So yeah, it was just uh, the old-fashioned way, I guess. It was a long a long way of saying that. 
just kind of came up with it. <laughs> uh, you know, the, the movies have given us this cool uh, Kurt Russell version of Ego, but the comic book Ego has been around for decades right. and is this, you know, literally larger-than-life character. Was it interesting to get to dimensionalize him and maybe sort of personalize things for Ego in, in a different way than we'd seen before? Yeah, and like I said, uh, I, by the time we were working on it, it was before the movie came out, so yeah. I hadn't seen the movie. Um, but it was definitely very cool to do it because he is just this kind of cosmic being. So he and so far removed, uh, and I like the scenes with Moon Girl and Ego, but I really like it with Moon Girl and Girl Moon with Illa, his his daughter, because that was able to. There was because there wasn't as much. Uh, continuity and everything else. She could make her different. So she had a much younger personality. She had, she's more petulant. She could do maybe different things. So even as simple as saying she could make kind of a, an avatar out of herself to walk around the planet with Moon Girl. So she's some Moon Girl isn't constantly talking to this giant uh, moon-sized uh, supporting character. It was really cool to do and really cool to kind of play with it. And so you take the great stuff and keep as much of it as you can. And but the way we're able to make it work. And because uh, again, it's very hard. It's hard enough every month to do a story with a four foot girl and a thirty foot dinosaur. Right? So when you have a four foot girl and a, I don't know how big a moon is, right? But uh, pretty big. It was good to be able to kind of to met, to to mix it up and, and use Illa, which is close enough to Ego, but also a newer character that you can play with in that sense. So now with Devil out of the picture, at least for the time being, we see Moon Forever Girl. And ever, Forever and ever, he's not coming back. You're changing the title of the book? <laughs> yeah, it's going to be crossed out. And, uh, <laughs> <laughs> We've got uh, other characters from the Marvel Universe kind of coming in to uh, audition, as it were, to be the new partner of Moon Girl. And using characters from the rest of the Marvel Universe, whether it's Ego or whether it's the X-Men or whatever, has always been a strength of the book. You guys are really able to take these characters, Amadeus Cho, The Thing, and kind of ground them in Moon Girl's world and show what it's like when they enter Moon Girl's orbit. Um, who will be showing up in the next few issues, and how do you set about making this book a part of the larger Marvel universe? Yeah, you know, it, the, in the next issue is uh, just kind of a one-off, but it's three different artists and three short stories, mm-hmm. which uh, she meets the other diabolical uh, people, uh, uh, diabolical characters of the Marvel universe. Uh, not really looking for a new partner by happenstance, but, you mm-hmm. know, it's, is there any partner that can be worse than uh, Devil Dinosaur? And it turns out Daredevil and Ghost Rider and Mojo, which is, which is just an excuse to use the, the baby X-Men that uh, Nascenti and uh, Art Adams created. Um, so that's just a, a fun one-off issue, like I said, with three different artists and three short stories. And then, yeah, we get to bring in the, the two uh, current guys of the, that's left of the Fantastic Four with Thing and Human Torch. And that's the Fantastic Three arc, which is really good because obviously Mr. Fantastic and Invisible Woman are, are lost somewhere uh, out there presumed dead and uh, now Lunella doesn't have Devil Dinosaur anymore so they're both kind of coming from a broken family and think hey can we make it work the three of us and you know spoiler alert they don't they don't make it work it's, it's kind of going to be a mess but it, what's so fun working with, the only reason to do a Marvel book uh, is to be able to play with all those things so even though uh, I love that I was uh, a, a co-creator of Moon Girl with uh, Amy Reader and Natasha Bustos, uh, and to do a new character, you know, I, I've been able, I've been lucky enough to be able to work on new characters that are my own in their own universes and, and that people uh, have responded to. So you want to be able to have Moon Girl meet Amadeus Cho and Moon Girl meet Ms. Marvel and Moon Girl meet the X-Men and become a part of the universe. That's why it was so important for her to kind of have the status of the smartest there is, the world's smartest uh, person. Um, yeah, because you just want to play off of it and you want to be, be able to make her a part of the universe and that she's been accepted and showing up in Secret Warriors and showing up getting a big role in 
Avengers versus Inhumans. I mean, excuse me, X Men versus Inhumans, mm. or Inhumans versus X Men. <laughs> Third time's a charm. Uh, it's really just great to have the character in there. It's so amazing with the legacy stuff to see a poster like you know I had that big Marvel Universe one on the mm, wall yeah, yeah. and so Alex Ross did a big Marvel Universe one it's a great poster and there's Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur yeah, oh, that's right. amazing it's amazing that she's part of it um, like I said I've been lucky enough to be able to work with my own characters outside the whole reason to do it at Marvel is to not just put a good book out that people care about but that really fits into the Marvel Universe it's been huge and that's, that's why we did it so happy that it's working out I'm glad you share uh, my love for the X babies. By yeah. the way, <laughs> was it fun to get to tackle them, even for that uh, little short? Oh, a hundred percent. I mean, I, excited, I six pages, and I wish I could get thirty-six issues out of it. It'd be fantastic, and uh, I think people would buy it, right? It's, uh, no, I really love that stuff, um, and I was a big long shot fan too when yeah. I was a, when I was a little kid. Um, it, was, it was one of the first comics uh, I kind of when I came to Marvel, and you could buy stuff, and oh, long shot was a new character. Not unlike Moon Girl at the time, right? And I, I really glommed up. I was just a little kid. And uh, you reread Longshot, I think it really holds up. But uh, yeah, it was great. And I love the X Babies. They're fantastic. Oh, X Babies, I think if you call them that too much, then it's not the greatest title. No. So, and so, in, uh, so in, in our six page story, and I said until somebody maybe uh, uh, trumps it. But uh, no, they we're called the new the new X Men. So oh, I still, still, we still the and still the cool Grant Morrison, Frank Whiteley nice. logo. Oh, exactly. cool. <laughs> That's awesome. I'm sure someone else will do something a little bit more dignified with the new X Men to bring it back. But for now, it's like no, they're not the X Babies. They're the new X Men. They don't, they wouldn't call themselves babies, right? right. So, yeah. You talked for a sec about how you co-created the character with Amy Reader and mm-hmm. Sacha Bustos. Initially, you were co-writing with Amy, and now you're writing solo. Right. Mechanically, how was that shift? How did you adapt to working with someone on this book to taking it on yourself? Yeah, it was a real slow um, transition. Mm-hmm. So, so Amy was on the first 18 issues and her contributions are, like I said, the book wouldn't have been a success. It wouldn't be the same without it. But it was, like I said, as we got on and on, Amy was doing a little bit less and less just because she had other commitments. Um, and uh, so it was, in that sense, it was um, kind of, you know, it was just a natural progression, sure. so by the time I was ready to go. Um, but also, uh, Amy and I have known each other for a long time. We're neighbors. We work very closely. Mm. So it was something where um, the process was really easy, and then almost doing it without her would be like covering for somebody who's sick one day. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, I can do it. Don't worry. And so, uh, But both of us are just uh, so amazed by Natasha that that makes it the easiest of all. And Tasha Bustos is such a great artist. She's uh, amazing with the character, mm-hmm. especially. But, um, for, yeah, exactly. So just to set her up to be uh, a success is how I approach it, and that takes a lot of pressure off of me. So, yeah. uh, Devil Dinosaur himself, you know, has been around for a long time, right. and had the Kirby background. So what was... With this dinosaur, when you began this book, like, what was your first, like, in on your take on it? You mentioned at the beginning, you know, that his brain capacity, maybe not the best. Yeah. But how did you approach Devil Dinosaur as, a, you know, the, the co-headliner in this book? Yeah, I, you know, I've said this story before. Um, we, we, we met with uh, Mark Panicha and Emily Shaw, who was working at Marvel at the time, and Son Aminat was there also, to talk about, Amy, and this is Amy and me, to talk about, hey, we'd love to have you do something for us at Marvel. And um, we were supposed to talk about all different kinds of characters. And Devil Dinosaur was like the first one that came up because we wanted something a little obscure that we could put our own yeah. spin on. And Amy would have no interest whatsoever <laughs> in Devil Dinosaur because it's like, so oh, I don't want to, what's that, a dinosaur? <laughs> um, but then we said, oh, and then, and then Moon Girl came very quickly into the picture that, and bring it into modern times. 
So, but for a long time, the book was just Devil Dinosaur. And like I say, when I open up my file on my computer, it still says Devil Dinosaur. And Devil Dinosaur, number one, two, and three, and four. Oh, nice. And at some point, it, we got uh, the logo back, and it was Devil Dinosaur and Moon Girl. And I said, oh, they're going to put Moon Girl in the title. That's really cool. And then by the time the first issue came out, it got flipped to Moon Girl, Moon Girl and Devil Dinosaur. Dinosaur. Awesome. So, and, and I guess, like I said, it really did start as a Devil Dinosaur project. Yeah. But pretty quickly, it's like there's only, practically speaking, so much you can do with a dinosaur. And that's kind of to act as something for Lunella to bounce off of right. all the time. So, you know, it, he's not, uh, in, in no sense of the, the science, is he, is he biologically... Rel- you know, accurate, right? He's he's a, he's a big red dinosaur for, for the first part, but we make him about as smart as, as a dog, and and, can, and so something that uh, you can he can connect to and have emotions himself. But really, that he's just kind of crude, but honest, right? And and, and unconditional, and ne- and the only person who never judges her. Uh, so that's why it's going to be kind of uh, it's kind of she's going to miss him pretty quick. So. To wrap things up, Brandon, any, anything else you can tease that's coming up in the book? You've talked about a lot of stuff, the guest stars, the Fantastic Three arc. Uh, what else is coming up that's Yeah, big? it's great. It's, it's uh, not just a thing in Human Torch. It's also Silver Surfer and Galactus. Oh, really? So yeah. yeah, and that's, oh, wow. like I said, that's on the cover, so I don't think I'm spoiling anything. <laughs> and Herbie also. So who nice. doesn't like Herbie? So <laughs> the mystery of Golden where's... Every yeah. Herbie action figure. Oh, very good. Yeah. So... So the mystery of where's the mystery of Herbie will be. Uh, I don't want to say it'll be resolved. It'll be expanded in interesting ways. So, nice. very yeah. cool, Brandon. Thank you so much for joining us. Awesome. Thank you guys. Pleasure having you on. Yeah, thanks a lot. And uh, we continue on here at New York Comic Con 2017. This is Marvel, your universe. <laughs>